Hello and welcome to Vodafone XCast, the podcast where I chat to societies from all across Ireland to help you discover new areas of interest and also to just get a better insight into student life. We're brought to you by, of course, Vodafone X, which is the awesome mobile plan for students and young people. You get unlimited data, you get unlimited weekend calls and loads of ways to discover yourself from premium access to Skillshare subscriptions to free online courses. Make sure to check it all out and get signed up at VodafoneX.ie. Now, let's meet our guest for this Vodafone XCast episode. This is the filmmaking one. First up, we have Jordan Fitzpatrick from TUD Tala Film Society. TUD stands for Technological University Dublin, I believe. Hello, Jordan. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, it does, by the way. <laughs> Good to have you, man. Thanks for coming. Yeah, um, next up, we have Ariana Owens from Trinity College Film Society. Hello, Ariana. Hey. Nice to have you on. Thanks very much. And we have Stephen Downey from University of Limerick Film Society. How's it going, Greg? Great, man. Great to have you on. Obviously, you would have heard that everyone's from film societies, uh, but everyone has kind of different interests, I've been told. So I can't wait to get stuck in and find out how you all got involved and your passions for it and and the whole lot. So uh, we'll get we'll get stuck in. First question is for you, Jordan, I suppose, because I introduced you first, sir. How did you basically just get into filmmaking? How did your, your passion or like for it? Where did it come from? Uh, well, basically, when I was very small, I picked up my auntie's camera and I started running around recording stuff with it. Um, I probably shouldn't have been, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but that's when it really started. But I didn't properly get into it until transition year in secondary school. Um, I had a project to do. Basically, I'd do like we could pick anything we wanted. And I decided I wanted to do a short film about my first pair of basketball shoes. <laughs> um, and they were absolutely in bits. There was holes in them. Everything was in bits. Um, and that's how that's the first kind of short film I tried to put together. It didn't go very well, but uh, that was the I think that was the very first one. That's really like deep thought going in. Like my I'll do my shoes, and I presume it was like everything you've done in the shoes, or was it just literally you just playing the game? No, it, the, this, the shoes were well past it. Like my you could see my socks through it and all. Like they were proper in bits. And um, but the whole yeah. point was to be like these were the first pair I ever had, and everything that I went through in them and stuff like that. Very deep of a 16-year-old traditional student. How did you land? Did you, did you pass the project? Um, I didn't end up actually finishing it. I ended up picking to do a photography project instead because I just couldn't get it done in time. So I was like, oh God, what do I do? So I just ran into town and just took loads of photos. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Does that is that kind of an insight straight away into the difficulty of filmmaking or, or what was it? Just the time frame or what stopped uh, well, you? I think it's hard. It, I think one of the hardest bits is doing it on your own. Um, since it was just a project I was doing on my own, it made it a lot harder. Um, since then, like I've worked with people doing different things. You can kind of delegate stuff and people have certain talents. So it makes that sort of stuff a little bit easier. But I, if I were to do, if I could go back to 16 year old me, I'd definitely do the project with someone else, you know, maybe yeah. get a footballer and get their boots involved or something, you know what I mean? Is filmmaking kind of like, I suppose, I come from a team sport. I'm a big rugby player and I spend all my time with with sevens lads. So it's a big team environment. So it's filmmaking similar in that it's a team environment or do people go out by themselves? Uh, it's definitely a little bit of both. You know, um, you have plenty of people who to go out and do their own thing. But I think some of the most successful people and the people who enjoy it, get the most fun out of it are the people who do it as a team. You know, it's always more fun when you have someone to bounce ideas off or, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're not very good at like say sound editing or whatever, you can throw that to someone else. Okay, cool, cool. Anyway, we've had our own kind of personal conversation now. We better <laughs> chat to the other two people on our podcast. Um, Ariana, uh, Ariana Owens from Trinity College. Uh, how did you get stuck into filmmaking or was it first when you stepped into Trinity, you decided, you know what, I want to get into filming? Uh, it's actually quite funny because my sort of journey with filmmaking is quite similar to Jordan's in the sense that I 
had a passion for it. Well, a passion for stories since I was like a child. I was writing short stories and messing around with phone cameras and other cameras. Um, and then when I went into TY as well, I started making promotional videos for my secondary school. And then I did a course that was completely theoretical. There was no um, practical film like within it. Uh, and then for my final project of that, I started writing a script, um, which then I, it sort of stayed in my mind for a while and I ended up using it for a college project last year um, within screenwriting. So it was from that time after that course that I sort of realized that I really wanted to pursue this academically anyway, and hopefully in the future in a career. Oh, wow. As you say, you wrote a script when you were about 16 in TY and you used it in your college project. <laughs> yeah, well, I started it then. Um, it was only a three-week course and I started in the last week, so I didn't really have that much time. But it, the original idea of the script okay. um, sort of stuck with me for years and it ended up sort of being um, a superhero-inspired film about a young girl who has to deal with... Um, sort of it, it changed obviously with sort of like modern day white supremacism okay. and everything um and it, it was interesting because I, I took that an original idea that was sort of like small and then made it into a full short film script that was actually too long for the course <laughs> um I'd like cut it down but um yeah it's sort of that was like the moment when I just sort of realized that this is what I wanted to do yeah it's a, a female superhero that takes on white supremacy that's what it is Yes, something like that. I'll go to the cinema to watch that one anyway. I like like that. Um, Amazing. So you kind of got your passion from TY, both of you did. So would I uh, be safe in guessing, Stephen Downey, that you got your passion TY as well? Or is it a different story for you? Yeah, it's a different. Unlike these two, I wasn't like a child prodigy who picked up a camera immediately and started shooting. (laughs) I actually didn't like care. I I always love film. Like everyone loves watching films. But I didn't actually get into making films until I got to UL. Um. Actually, to be perfectly honest, I started off with more photography because like Instagram was booming and it just seemed like the way to go. So I got an interest in photography and then I thought like filmmaking is fantastic because it encompasses photography, writing, sound editing, drama, it encompasses it all. So I, I started filmmaking when I was in first year in college and it's just my interest has grown exponentially since. So first year in college was the first time you ever even thought about getting into filmmaking? Yeah. Before I even really thought about it. Like the way, like some people like Steven Spielberg, J.J. Abrams and the other two people in the chat, like <laughs> have always had a passion for filmmaking since they were like at a young age. Yeah. But I like to remind myself that you don't have to be like into it since you were a child to be passionate about it. Like it is, it is, people think that it's like not very accessible mm. and you have to be like a genius prodigy to be into it. But, you know, a lot of great filmmakers start way later in life. I love that. Now, if people are going to be listening, being like probably the same opinion as me, I'd be like, oh, it's way too late for me to even try to get into filmmaking because it's so big. But obviously not. No, not at all. Very accessible. Yeah. And do you need to like have your own camera? I know that probably sounds silly like, but you know, if I want to get into filmmaking, do I need to go and purchase a 500 euro camera or more? Or can I just stroll into one of the societies and you guys will help me out? I suppose, Stephen, do you want to answer that question? Yeah, I guess there's two answers to that. Um, The one I'd promote more is to just join a society like join your filmmaking society it's it's a tenor to join uh the ul film sock and with that tenor your membership throughout the year and you have access to all our like uh like studio quality equipment we have like cinema cameras where you get like the maximum output like it's i think it's absolutely fantastic it's really a steal we should really up the price it's ridiculous um and the second answer i guess like 
everyone has a phone. Everyone has a mobile phone with unreal cameras. Like I bet you whoever's listening to this has a phone in their pocket with a camera that's higher quality than what they use to shoot like Titanic or whatever. People no don't way. have a reason not to shoot, not to shoot these days. The one thing I guess I'd recommend if someone was thinking about getting into it, I would say invest in a microphone because yeah, cameras are fantastic on everyone's phones, but the audio quality is like mostly shocking. So if you actually want to shoot at home, all you need is a cheap microphone. Yeah, I had that kind of issue now during COVID and lockdown. So my world kind of got thrown into social media and I kind of had to keep myself mm. going because you know, I was on Love Island or whatever and the only way to kind of keep yourself relevant is to stay online. But I'm, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm terrible at all that stuff. Like honestly, it is like so foreign and so alien to me, but I kind of had to just throw myself in the deep end during lockdown. Mm. And what I noticed straight away is I was using my phone but like the sound was so bad. Like, and then when I tried to go outside mm -hmm. and record something, forget about it. Like you might, oh God, might as yeah. well not even been talking. So I kind of did a bit of research online and I think it's Rode microphones are the, are the ones to go yes. for. Yes. Everyone's nodding their heads. Yeah. yeah. They seem to be the way to go. So I kind of uh, threw myself into deep end and I found it really scary. And I, I, ne I nearly gave up at one stage, but I kept Googling and found it out. But I suppose if, I joined a film society, I would have learned all that off people like, like you guys. So, um, yeah. Ariana, would you say the same in, in Trinity in that I could, I could go in or anyone could go in with, with zero experience? No, a lot of our members who end up becoming really involved in the filmmaking aspect of it um, have zero experience. They just have an interest in film. Uh, yeah, we really do want to encourage uh, young filmmakers uh, with any experience at all, anyone can get involved. So it's similar to UL in that you have sort of subscription in Trinity, what, 10, 20 quid, and you get to use all the equipment? Yeah, I think ours, ours used to be two euro, but we had to bring it up to three. Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> so for three euro a year, you get access to all of our events um, and all of our equipment and anything, uh, any sort of uh, thing that you need, our training officer and all that. It's, it's actually very good. I would say arguably... Even more of a steal, but I think you have a better equipment than we do. Ours is a bit banjo. Oh, I hope so at that rate. <laughs> Three quid, yeah. They're undercutting the market there now, Steve. You want to drop yeah, your prices? What the hell? Yeah. What are you doing? Pump it up at least a fiver, jeepers. <laughs> Jordan, would you be of the same opinion that you don't need any experience to, to get involved in TUD, TUD uh, Film Society, or do I need to have a camera already? Uh, no, I don't think you need a camera at all. I don't think, I'd say the majority of our members don't have a camera. But um, our society this year was actually free to join, so undercutting again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just have to get that word in. But um, yeah, like you really don't need much experience. You know, every, almost everybody's phone is good enough to film something on. You know, yeah. Um, no one has a problem lending their own stuff to people as well. A lot of the time, a lot of time, if someone's like, "Look, I need someone to record something for me off a mic." you can send it in to someone who, you know, has a mic and they can read it off you or whatever for like a narration. Okay, yeah, because I, I definitely would have been of, of the opinion that it's like a scary thing to go up and like ask someone to, would you mind looking at this for me? Because it's going to take away from, from their time and their stuff they're doing, but probably in the same of all your societies, you're all there for the same reason. You're all there to help each other and, and teach each other, yeah? Uh, yeah, more or less. Um, the great thing is about it is that we have a, it's, we have a lot of creative uh, types of courses like I'm personally in creative digital media so and a lot of the society members are too so they get a lot of experience using the more higher end stuff um, within their modules and within their classes so they, we can all of us can bring that experience back to say people who are doing business or people who are doing like agri-science or something. Oh, so your um, course in, in university is actually a film course is it? 
Well, it's creative digital media, so it's a bit of everything, you know, with TV production, radio, graphic design, loads of different stuff. But um, we get access to some of the really, really good equipment that we actually have. Okay, and it's free to use if you join the Film Society in TUD? The, the equipment itself isn't. We It's only our first year. Oh, the truth's society. coming out now, guys. The we're truth's still, coming out. <laughs> yeah, we're still trying. That's why I was saying we should we get it off each other at the moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but our goal is in coming years to build up the relationships with the lecturers and be able to get that stuff in time. This is only our first year actually having the society. Oh wow! In Tala, it's just our first year, so we're still kind of setting up the equipment and whatever. You know? Yeah. Did you form that during lockdown? So just this year? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This was. This is. Uh, I think it was formed like pretty much one of the first weeks of college you know nobody knew anybody at that stage because our society has a lot of first year students second and a couple of third years i don't know if we have any fourth years at the moment but uh yeah everybody kind of put in the shift to get it organized oh my god it's i say you haven't even met half the people in the society yet have you no i don't even know what half the people look like if i'm being honest that is amazing <laughs> jeez clap for you to that that's incredible yeah. sorting that out in lockdown fair play to you. um okay a question i have for for y'all probably separately i'll go to each separately um steven Filmmaking, obviously, you kind of said is an umbrella term for so much stuff. Do you have a specific area that you're really passionate about? Or are you a bit of a jack of all trades? You know how to do it all. I mean, I'd like to think of myself as a jack of all trades. Um, but I guess the the kind of branch that I kind of gravitate more to is uh, writing, like script writing. Um, just because it's so easy to do. There's the lowest barrier for entry. All you need is, you don't even need a computer. All you need is a pen and paper and you can begin script writing. And like no film is complete without a script. You can't even start a film without a script. So it's the first stop on any filmmaking venture is a script. And anyone listening at home right now, they could open up like a notes app on their phone or download a template on Microsoft Word and start writing today. Um, I feel like most people have ideas. They think, oh, it wouldn't just be a great idea for a film, but they never do anything about it, which is a damn shame because it is very accessible to just... Just open up your note. Don't even write it in a script format. Just take notes of what you think would be a good idea. And maybe someday in the future, you might have the, the enthusiasm to go out and develop it a little bit. Yeah, I'll probably, I'm going to probably dumb it down a bit. Um, so by script writing, you mean literally just story writing, telling stories and then yeah. move on from there. Yeah, well, specifically, I guess if you were going to submit a script to like a studio or, um, you know, if you just want to get it shot, it would need to be written in a specific like template, like a specific way. Um, but that's like, that's just nitty gritty stuff. As long as you have a story written, you can develop it. <laughs> and it definitely, if, if you're shooting solo also, if you're shooting with you and your friends, it definitely doesn't need to have any technical jargon in it. It just needs to be legible and easy to comprehend for the other people in it. Yeah. I'm sure if someone joining a society in, in UL had the idea that you could even voice note it and have it saved and then bring it to someone like you or whoever in society and you will help bring it to the next level. Yeah, oh, definitely. We love developing ideas. Like, even if my name is nowhere near the project, if you come to me with a script idea, I'd love to sit down and help you write it. Um, and Ariana, where does your main passion lie within filmmaking or is it, are you kind of a bit of everything? Um, my main passion probably is um, also um, with uh, screenwriting, Screen. which I'm, I've always been interested in writing short stories. Uh, and I'm also an English student. So that's where the passion sort of initially started. But since sort of coming to university um, and getting involved in the film society on my own course, um, the actual directing and editing of films has like interested me a lot more now because I've had to do them um, more than I ever thought I would. So it's 
the combination of like all three of those are just like intensely interesting to me like having an idea that starts off you know you could be just chilling at home watching uh, QI or something uh, or like watching a TikTok and then you're like oh well that would be a really good idea for a script and then writing it and then getting all your resources together and shooting it and then editing the final product um, there's something that's just intensely satisfying to me to be able to have control over the whole process maybe i'm just a control freak um yeah uh, (laughs) not at all it's uh i find it just intensely interesting like whether it be sort of like narrative stuff that i've done or it's um a documentary it's uh i find it just so good and so interesting i'd say this (laughs) the sense of achievement going from you sitting on your couch and a light goes off in your head having that idea to actually seeing it produced and watching it back is just such a sense of achievement. Yeah, it completely is. Um, And regardless, I think, of whether you're thinking of maybe a documentary idea or you're thinking of a narrative idea, just having the finished product at hand is just so satisfying. And that's one of the things I would maybe say um, to people listening to me, if you're interested in like screenwriting or you have an idea, also think of whether your idea could translate to maybe a documentary or something like that like not to feel that if you want to get involved in a film society or start making films that you have to make like hollywood blockbusters or you have to make you know (laughs) devastating dramas um where someone dies tragically you can even just think of a documentary that has the same or even more emotional weight or even more intrigue and drama um and not to just go straight to writing um, a narrative script yeah okay for some reason now this could be really weird you're started saying that keep it simple and think about more so the story you presume you all did leaving sir or or uh went to normal irish school and you know cock and millish the yeah irish, <laughs> when they're just sitting at the table and just in a train and it's just two of them and there's just such a good story i think it's like 10 minutes long that just came into my head there. So something simple like that, would that be a good example or is, does Greg need to shut up? No, Greg, Greg, don't, <laughs> don't shut up, Greg. Uh, that's, a, that's a fantastic example. I think yeah. what Jordan was saying earlier about um, keeping it simple with that aspect, like that's just shot on a train. It has minimal dialogue. I, and it's what is important there is that you have a really interesting story and you have really fantastic actors. And I think that if you can minimize what you need shot and what you need, what needs to be said on camera, that's it's it can turn out just brilliantly and that's another thing for young filmmakers our society we accept submissions from students for our um we make two student films a year uh with our within the society and one of the things that we always say is like you have to edit it it's like show show don't say because you'll know when you're watching a bad film when someone is like oh no there's this terrible alien coming to get us and compare that to I know a film where you're seeing like something foreboding coming over the horizon and it's like an alien spaceship and you're like, Oh my God, there's an alien. Like there's such, there's so much more emotional impact from seeing it as opposed to someone being like, there's an alien in the back garden. So (laughs) yeah, Yeah, I get it. Um, Jordan, uh, the same uh, question to you in in relation to obviously filmmaking is very generic term. Do you have a specific area of it that you like the most? Uh, well, I'm not really, unlike the other two. I'm not Ariana and Stephen. Even um, I'm not really very like creative. I'm pretty bad at writing stories. Um, stuff doesn't really come off the top of my head like that. So yeah. my favorite bit is what happens after the film is shot, or even the, like the camera work itself, and then also the editing. That'd be my favorite part of it. Um, okay. I, so I'm not the best at creating stories or whatever. Like Fred Levin, my English teacher, straight up told me, Jordan. 
don't write a short story in your leaving cert. You won't do that. <laughs> yeah. I suppose there's a different person for each part, though. Your your editing part is just as important as someone coming up with the idea. You have to kind of make it look good. I think one of the best bits about it as well is the fact that with the society, it's not actual college work, you know. So if you don't want to take part in something, you don't really have to. Especially, and I, I'm not going to speak for the other societies, but for our society, um, if you don't want to watch a certain film, you don't have to come to the screen. And if you don't want to take part in uh, a particular role, you can speak to someone and try to get sorted out so you don't have to do that. It's You don't get graded on the stuff at the end of the day. Yeah, okay. So it just takes that bit of pressure off. You know? Yeah, it's all for fun. Like you're not doing it to to get a grade, which I suppose is a, is a massive part of it. Um, what's your role inside the society, you mind me asking, Jordan? Uh, I'm the PRO, so the public relations officer. So just dealing with not only um, new people or people who aren't outside the or who are outside the society, but also kind of relaying some messages between our film committee and then also just our general members. Okay, so you have a big role, yeah. So if I was to try and join TUD Film Society, I'd most likely get in contact with you then? Yeah, you'd get in contact with either me or the chairperson, Megan. Okay, brilliant, yeah. And uh, Stephen, what's your role inside the Film Society? I mean, since I've joined, I literally think I've held every single role at one point. Um, <laughs> but this year, I'm the treasurer because there are numbers involved and no one else wants to do it. <laughs> Yeah. dealing with money it just scares people it's a, such a simple job if you join a society and i and if you join a society and you really love it i would recommend also going for the committee because you get you get a lot more insight into what's going on in society you kind of craft how things are working mm. um and if you do join a committee don't be afraid to be a treasurer because it's really easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah well i suppose it'd be really good for a cv if you do end up joining one of the film societies to have it yeah. that you've joined a committee and you've had held this role and it just looks great yeah and speaking of CVs, um, I know for a fact that if you do want to get into, like, if let's say, like myself, I did my CAO and I chose a course that I thought would, like, be valuable to me in the future. Yeah. And then once I got out of college and I got a job, I didn't like the job, blah, 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 blah. If you want to get into a role in filmmaking, like a professional role, as far as I know, like, what they care about most is your film reel, what you shot. Like if you've done like multimedia courses or film courses, they're great, but it's the same as doing any course in college. If you get like experience, that's what employers care a lot more than the degree you have. Um, so definitely, if you have any interest at all in being in the industry, join the Filmmaking Society. Okay, that's, I mean, in real. that's interesting. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter what kind of piece of paper degree you have, as long as you're starting to build up your, would I be right exactly. to say, in portfolio, would that be the right thing to say? Uh, well, yeah, well, a reel or a portfolio, yeah, that's yeah. right. And say I'm no one with, I've no experience and I just have an interest in film society and filmmaking and all that stuff. I go into you guys and that's when I start building up this reel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Obviously your, your reel isn't going to be as good as someone who has done four years of multimedia and, and whatever. But like after a while, if you really put your back into it, you, you can get a job from joining a society. You can get a job from in, in the industry just from shooting at home if you're ambitious enough and willing yeah. to put the work in. Yeah. So I'm just thinking now if I'm a, first year student or not even first year anywhere and I'm sitting at home and I'm interested in filmmaking, I can mm. join UL for tenor, I could join Trinity for three quid, I could join TUD for, for free at the moment, go in there, start using equipment, get stuff produced yeah. and use that in the future career and I've literally spent no money and I'm doing what I love. But I'll be right yeah, in exactly. there. If you're studying accounting and then after four years you're like, ah, oh, Jesus, I hate accounting. Thank God I joined film stock in first year and I have like a reel behind me. Maybe yeah. I'll go to some production company. I'll end up 
even if you end up just lighting a studio set, then you're in your foot is in the door. Yeah. You have that experience like you're good to go. Yeah, be shameless with getting involved in the society. Like, don't be afraid that people will think that you're strange for going by yourself or you, you don't have a friend in it or whatever. Just be completely and utterly mm. shameless and just go up and, and sign, like, go onto the Google form, say that you'd love some practical experience. You could literally be a runner yeah. for the day, which is like getting people food. Or you could be, you could be a gaffer. You could be the like. It it really does depend. Like you can start at a low level and work your way up. That's like that's what I love about filmmaking, the film yeah. industry. Uh, like a, like up in the higher up bits, like it, there is a lot of like nepotism and stuff. But at the lower bits, it's so easy for you to just work your way up if you literally work hard enough and you're you know you're not annoying yeah. on set and you're like taking people's like opinions into account. You can really go up the rungs yeah. so quickly. Yeah, it seems to me that like it's literally being handed to someone that has a passion for it to just go in and start producing stuff and you meet lovely people like you and it seems like you're really welcoming people so I presume the other people in society are just as welcoming so there's no point to be afraid about it. You guys are just going to bring people in and, and start making some yeah. films. It's almost, a cliche, it's almost a cliche at this point to say join society and make friends but like when <laughs> I graduated there was seven people who graduated and I was friends with all of them but most of my friends I made in college was through filmmaking and also I have so much of this experience now. There's nothing to it but to Incredible. do it. You just got to go and do it. Just take that first step 100%. Yeah. Um, Stephen, we'll go to you, sir. Is there anything that the UL Film Society are doing at the moment to discover new people and get people involved? Um, or are you kind of happy with who you have at the moment? Okay, so the, the society itself has been around since I joined uh, UL, since I started UL, so it's been around a couple of years. And since the beginning, we've been playing around with ways of engaging people and even uh, playing around with ways in how we do our workshops. And at the moment, because of COVID, uh, we're mostly focusing on making tutorials online for how to develop films. So at the moment, myself, I'm shooting a film, uh, a short film I wrote by myself, completely alone, using only filmmaking equipment. Oh, wow. And as I'm shooting it, I'm doing uh, like behind the scenes work and that will all go up on YouTube. So instead of wasting time in workshops, we're in person, we're talking people through like the technicalities of the camera. That can get kind of boring for some people who are like interested in script writing. So instead, we're going to try and future proof and put everything online. So if you're just interested in script writing, you can go to the section of the behind the scenes where I'm writing my script. I'll talk you through how to do it. Same goes for cinematography and lighting. And then uh, once we get back in college, workshops are free free play. We can do whatever we want, whatever people want to see from us. Um, we, yeah. we recently started doing like uh, movie screenings and all that. Obviously, we're still doing that over Zoom. Um, but yeah, big things coming for the future, thanks to COVID. <laughs> and what about you, Ariana? Are you doing anything specific to discover new people and get them involved in Trinity Film Society? Um, we're always um, trying to get new people involved, whether it be for like them appreciating film through what go to film screenings or whether it be actually making films. We actively every year try to get as many people involved as possible. Um, this year, it's sort of extremely challenging to do my job as events officer. Like last year, we were able to have um, like collaborative talks with Law Sock and with Jack Rayner. And I got to meet Jack Rayner and go for lunch oh, with him, wow. which is great. Nice. <laughs> and we were we were able to um host a film ball um which had like um, a huge turnout uh, just before covid um so this year obviously we've to scale back events and ways of engagement a lot but i think we've really transitioned well over to online stuff um 
we have a fantastic PRO uh, this year, Coach, and she makes fantastic graphics. And she's constantly putting up engaging things on our Instagram, uh, like fun stories and like making fantastic posters. Uh, we have re- our uh, film roulette, which is when sh- sort of short teams are getting together. Um, I think it's two, three people, and they're making socially distanced films uh, using society equipment that we have and stuff that they have as well. Um, all very COVID safe. We're also doing our uh, training events where we can have uh, people come in. Uh, we have people come in and they talk with their scripts or they learn about how to best light a scene or they talk about editing. We're also doing a genre swap challenge um, where you can get you get sort of stock footage or and you sort of re- rearrange it to make it into like a horror film. So you could take maybe, I don't know, the trailer for Shrek and edit it, make it into a horror oh film. God. Something fun like that. Uh, we also, on, so. We've got loads of stuff going on. Yeah. We've had talks with fantastic people like the head linguist from the film Arrival was in um, and explained how linguistics was used in that film. Uh, we have our, uh, our we're, we have the first ever student run film festival in the country or university student run film festival in the country, um, Duff, which will be looking for submissions in around February mm. of next year. Uh, from any society, film society or in uh, the country. Oh, that's great. So we've got loads and loads and loads of stuff going on, which is yeah. easy to translate to online, but we still really do miss the in-person events. Yeah. And you mentioned the training there and getting people in. Has that now gone online? Is there videos of all that up for people to see now? Or do you have to be part of society? Um, We don't have videos up, unfortunately, but we do have a Discord. And you have to be a member to go to them, but it's, you can join whilst you're there. We don't have like a block that you can't come into the Discord server or onto the Zoom if you don't have a membership paid up. You can join when you're there. Um, we're very easy with letting people in uh, and attending the events. So we allow people to come in and talk about scripts or yeah. talk about editing and stuff. So it's quite fun and it's very low pressure. Um, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do uh, and you can do stuff you really, really do want to do. And do you, where would we get that? Is that from your Instagram uh or where is it? Yeah, we have a very active Instagram and a very active Facebook page. Um, thanks for PRO. And um, we constantly have new events up each week, collaborations with loads of different societies within Trinity. Yeah. What's the Instagram handle, do you mind, for people listening? Our Instagram handle, I think, is DU Film Society, but I will check that. Double check that. Yeah, I'm going to go back <laughs> and ask Stephen, what's the UL Film Society Instagram handle? Probably UL Film Society. <laughs> UL Film Society. Yeah. yeah. We're was- DU Film Society. Okay, perfect. If anyone would perfect. like to follow us. Um, yeah, check them out, guys. If you're if you're in that university or thinking about going to it, uh, either one, check them out. And Jordan, do you want to give us your Instagram handle? Uh, yeah, it's TU... Not your personal handle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a little bit longer than yours. It's TU Dublin Film Society TC. The good thing is, is that okay. all the other... As far as I know, the city campus for TU Dublin as well has their own society. So no matter where you're going, you can get involved. There's two campuses for your universities there? There's there's three. There's the Tala campus, TU Dublin. It's, it used to be IT Tala and then it used to have DIT in Dublin. But at now it's TUD yes. Dublin, TUD Tala and TUD Blanche. I'm not 100% if Blanche has a film society campus, but the good thing is if you go to a different campus, say you're in Blanche, you can also join the Tala one. It's just for events and stuff, you're a little okay. bit far away. Yeah, brilliant. That was my follow-up question. Doesn't matter where you are campus-wise, you can still join your fi- film. As far as I'm aware, yeah. I don't want to be spouting lots of information, yeah. but that's what I've been told. <laughs> well, send a DM, I suppose, to that Instagram account and you can find out fairly quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And is there anything for you to add in relation 
for TUD Film Society for discovering new people? Are you doing anything actively at the moment or are you still just kind of setting up the society? Uh, we are still kind of setting up, you know, we're dealing with the amount of people we have and making sure everybody's enjoying it as it is. But our Instagram is still fairly active. We're constantly, every week, more or less, we put up a short film of the week because it just, it's something that's digestible, especially if you're in college or you're doing your leaving cert and going to college next year. You don't have the time to be sitting down every week, maybe, and watching a two-hour feature film. So we do the short films every week. I think the shortest one we've actually put up is one minute long and it's really interesting it's just about how someone's dealing with uh covid and quarantine but it's just it's good to have the little yeah. bits of digestible content as well i think exactly 100 60 second as well that's definitely better for uh just a wall post in instagram as well so um let me move it on a bit uh ariana we'll, we'll go to you if you could pick one person to work with who would it be and why in terms of filmmaking wow i think it it really depends. Um, could I do Dead or Alive? You can do Dead or Alive, yeah. Please do Dead or Alive, yeah. Ooh, okay, okay. That's a lot more interesting then. See, I've always been interested to be on set. I would love to be on set at a time where Alfred Hitchcock was making Vertigo. Okay, wow. That film in particular, it deals with so much more than just the base level story because there's so much more going on underneath the surface because you have just really engaging narratives and stories that are about you know a murder that takes place or like a plot that's happening but there's so much other there's so much like there's psychoanalytic stuff going underneath yeah. the surface there's like there's drama there's like freud there's there's a uh, like dream theory he's got all these inner workings going on and i would just love to have been able to go on set and just see how he actually thinks about portraying a scene and like setting it up and um how he sort of gets his ideas across and whether he actually was talking about all that stuff because i think uh everyone over analyzes him yeah. a lot now <laughs> but the, i think i think he also said that uh um something like oh i'd never wanted to sleep with my mother I, of course i don't like freud um <laughs> so I think that'd just be quite interesting to have worked with him in some regard. Yeah, it's a great answer. Very, very intelligent. I can tell you you write script because your vocabulary and the way you think is just out of the world. <laughs> um, Jordan, s same question to you. Who, one person you'd like to work with, dead or alive, and uh, the reason for that? Um, I think maybe Will Smith. Oh, yes, um, I like so that one. It's a little bit more of a surface level answer, but uh, I think his range is just crazy. You know, he goes from, say being like an action hero kind of person in like Hancock. But then he also goes to like bawling his eyes out with his son in Pursuit of Happiness. Mm. Um, like it's just the fact that someone is so talented that they can go from one extreme to the other, from movie to movie. I think you could just learn so much from him. Couldn't agree with you more. Funnily enough, man, and I'm not just saying this because you said it, Pursuit of Happiness is my favorite movie and I have a tattoo on my body from that movie. Yeah, oh, along my ribs here. So that's that's a big uh, A plus for you there. You're my new best friend. <laughs> uh, Stephen, same question to you, sir. Uh, one person you'd love to work with, dead or alive? I have two people in mind for the exact same reasons yeah. as Jordan and Ariana gave. Um, similar to Jordan, I'd like to work with Christian Bale because the guy is just 100% <laughs> the most intense person on earth. Uh, like he's he's a method actor and all these weight gains he goes from doing like the machinist where he weighs like a stack of paper to doing batman begins where he's this big jacked dude and he's just so intense yeah, and i'd love to one. see what he's like on set and uh and similar to ariana i think stanley kubrick would be amazing to work with just because the guy is 
a, like he's an enigma. Like if you look at his movies at face value, if you look at The Shining, you could see just like a normal horror movie. But there's so many conspiracy theories as to like there. People say that he directed the moon landing, and that <laughs> yeah. movie is where that came from. People say that there's uh, something to do with the gold standard images, like encrypted into his movies. I remember he recommended three books to read for beginning filmmakers, and one of the books had nothing to do with filmmaking. It was a book on cryptology and how to no like way. encode messages into things. So the guy was completely yeah, and he's just. Apparently, what was it, 127 takes he took once on The Shining to get the take he wanted. So the guy was clearly very um, passionate and maybe a little bit crazy. 127 times he made the actors repeat the same scene. I think it's the world record for the most um, shots. And I think he actually made Shelley Duvall go insane. You're joking. It was awful. Yeah, she was she was losing hair on set because she was 127 so, times. Jack Nicholson was also she was being chased around a hotel by Jack Nicholson with an oh axe. My God. Like yeah. And it was like it was something like she had to walk into a room 127 times or something. It wasn't even an important thing. It was like or it was a guy had to was walk into it? a room and sit down. Oh man. And then he kept being like, "Nope, that's not good enough." So See <laughs> So and so he has to be a genius, right? Kubrick has to be, there's something in that take that we're not seeing that I'd love to ask him about. <laughs> Maybe he was just annoying on that day. Maybe he's just trolling people. Yeah, he's just pranking Shelley Duvall on the day. So you're saying 127 times there recording something. When I was on uh, Love Island doing the reality TV show, obviously it's, it's edited. So some things that might not go the right way that they don't want for the storyline. It is 100% true, but like sometimes they might, I might not talk about my feelings enough. So a producer would come through the wall like like I'm room sitting in now and I'd be sitting down talking to a girl a producer would come through the wall and go sorry Greg you're going to have to go back there and have that whole conversation about your feelings again and talk more about it and I'd say we could do it the most I repeated the scene I'd say was about five times and by the end of it I'm absolutely so like there's just no emotion in me anymore it's just like I like you so I can't imagine <laughs> the first time I went in I'm, I'm completely kind of going off here but look I'm going to tell the story anyway <laughs> when I went first into the show and, on Love Island I had to go into the hideaway and um, had my had my date in there and I'm sitting at a table and Amber's there but I wasn't allowed speak to her yet so I had to go in and be like do not speak to her so we sat across the table from each other and they were like the voice comes over the the man that runs the place and goes uh, look into <laughs> each other's eyes we had to look at each other's eyes for two minutes and we hadn't even spoken hi to each other yet and I never had any experience with cameras or anything but there's cameras looking at me there's people talking to me and I'm like freaking out like and we had to do that at least for two minutes and then she had to get back up and go out and come through the door three or four times and I was like what is even going on here but like I suppose that's all the behind the scenes that's where you guys come in that are chopping and changing and coming up with the best scenes and angles and, and, and everything so that's that is, that's that's surreal. that's really interesting <laughs> that's, it's really interesting as well because at least with um, when you're filming like a script or something, you, the actors know their lines and the actors know they have they have practice. They've gone through blocking a scene out and then you sort of film it. And they, if you mess up a line, you go through it again. Mm. But it's, it's just crazy because I, I adore reality TV, yeah. I'll admit. Um, <laughs> I, I almost considered writing my thesis on it. Um, so it's, it's just interesting how it's like you have to redo everything over and over again but it's you have no script to go off you have an idea in your head but it's also just like raw emotion that you can't even just conjure exactly, up exactly yeah I that's the thing it like i 
I will say that it, it is real. Everything we're saying are our own words, a complete autonomy over what we're saying. It's just we might have had to said it three times. So by the end, you're saying it in completely different ways and you're just getting so flustered with yourself because you've just opened up your heart to someone and then they're like, say that all again. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, imagine that in like normal life. Like, say, could you say that all again there? Um, so, yeah. uh, let me uh, move on to my next question. I... As I said earlier, I play sevens rugby as a living, right? Everyone knows what rugby is. You turn on TV, you're seeing lens of three months or the 15 aside thing. I play sevens rugby. People don't have a clue what it is, right? Um, so I've been going last couple of years of my life explaining to people what it is and they don't realise that it's actually a really fast game with a lot to try. It's more entertaining than the uh, normal uh, 15 aside, I'd argue, because I've been on both sides of it. So it kind of frustrates me that people don't realise that side of it. And when I do tell them, they are like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go to a game. So kind of where I'm going with that is that, is there anything you feel, Jordan, that there's about filmmaking or society that people don't realise and if they did, they'd want to get get involved? Um, just the fact that you, there's not much pressure to it as well, especially if you're doing it on your own. Um, you can take stuff at your own pace a lot of the time. If you Obviously, if you're in a group project and stuff, you have to accommodate other people. But for yourself, it's fairly low pressure if you want to just go in and give it a shot. Try, try your hand at it. You, every anybody can do it. You know, it's great. Yeah, and if it isn't something for you after the first couple of weeks, you can just opt out. Exactly. Yeah, but even just like regardless of the society, just filmmaking in general, anybody can give it. Mm. A shot. You know, anybody yeah. who has some sort of a camera, some sort of a microphone, and that's pretty much it. Um, same kind of question to you, Stephen. Is there anything about filmmaking that you think people don't realize? And if they did, they'd be getting stuck in. I just don't think people think enough about filmmaking. We, we sit down, we watch movies and we just let it wash over us. But I think as soon as you join filmmaking, after like one workshop or one whatever, you'll realize how fantastic films are. You realize that the cinematographer, every single shot is being carefully composed to tell a story. And going with that, not only will you get like a greater appreciation for film, but like there's literally something for everyone. If you have no interest in visuals at all, we need people to like score scenes, like to put music over scenes. If you, you lo- if you love writing, we have stuff for you. If, if you love nothing, but you like talking to people, you're probably more extroverted. We put you in front of the camera. We always need more actors on set. There's just something for everyone. And I feel like it's very underappreciated these days. Yeah, definitely. Just man, even you just talking there and the other two, Jordan and Ariana talking, I didn't realize how much there actually is to this and all the different parts of it. So you'll definitely find some area of it that you'll have interest in. Um, Same question to you, Ariana. Anything that you think people may not realize or the two lads have covered it already? Um, Yeah, I think I'll just reiterate what the lads are saying uh, and say that there's so much effort that goes into it. uh, And again, there's so many different aspects of a film that you can enjoy without even registering it. I know like I've watched some terrible films in my lifetime, terrible. Um, but I always find something that I enjoy about it, whether it's like the costuming or it's the way in which when the shots is done or the way the dialogue flows, I always find something interesting within it. Whether that be its flaws and how I could have improved it or whether it's something else, it's understanding the actual human cost and effort behind every film uh, I just think is so interesting and something that people don't really think about because I think it was uh, Stephen saying that a film washes over you mm. and until you start thinking about like all of the work that goes into it like people don't watch the credits of films and the reason why the credits are so long is because there's so much effort put into this hour and a half that you're just sort of like 
with like maybe you're on your phone a little bit like you're not really paying attention but like hundreds of people have been involved in making it um and i just think it's really it's really weird to think about and it's also just fantastic the way that there's so much out there that you can do so many different parts of it and that kind of leads me on to my next kind of question we'll go to you first ariana what is would be your top tip to help young people or students listening to this around the country to help them discover new paths maybe it doesn't have to be filmmaking but um do you have any tips for them listening um to be honest it would just to have no shame and to just go to events or to sign up for something whether you think that you're ready for it or not in terms of skill I think always put your name down for something and you learn so quickly when you're on the job doing it um I've found so many I've I've learned so much from societies in Trinity um not even just film sock but different ones by just throwing myself into it um I mean I've learned how to edit radio programs I've learned how to you know direct films I've learned just so much I've learned even how to debate by even going to like a a university debate um I think it's that you just have to not be limited by what you think people expect of you and just to be able to have the confidence to carve out your own identity um in college yeah brilliant no shame so just get up and go do it take the first step that's the one utterly shameless yeah that's what Uh, I am and yourself, Stephen, what do you think? Top tip for anyone listening to discover new paths? Yeah, similar to Ariana's answer. Shame is, getting over shame is one thing, but I think it's harder is the willpower. Like, there is no excuse for anyone sitting at home right now not to be doing what they love. Like, the internet is such an undervalued tool. It's, like, it's, it's every single piece of information humankind has ever recorded is at your fingertips and what you're too afraid to do what you want to do. Like, there's no excuses for not being able to, to do your passion anymore. Like, I don't think, I think in 10 years from now, college is going to be, it's not going to be a traditional route anymore. You're not going to go from primary school to secondary school to college, nine to five. There's no reason for it. Everything you need to learn is online. So if you want to, just the only hurdle you have to overcome is starting. And starting is always the hardest step. But once you've done it, you build a bit of momentum. You see that it's actually easy to do what you want to do and you can start doing it. Hard work and and a bit of uh, willpower to start. I couldn't agree with you more. That's very motivating out of you, but I honestly couldn't uh, agree with you more. It's just the hardest bit is just literally the first bit. And then yeah. as you step and get into it, then you're nearly immersed in what you're doing and you forget about how hard it was to just start. So exactly. yeah, hun- listen hun- to Stephen, uh, take the first step, a bit of willpower and you you won't regret it. Okay, that's brilliant. We're kind of come towards the end of the Vodafone X cast. A massive thank you to Vodafone X for making all of this happen. If you haven't yet, make sure to check out VodafoneX.ie where you can get free studio time and free online courses for everything to do with filmmaking, editing, directing, producing. Everything is there for you. So make sure to check it out at VodafoneX.ie. Make sure to check out other Vodafone XCast podcasts. We talk about performing, tech, sport, food, business, the whole lot. You name it, we talk about it. Loads of ways of discovering new paths. 